let me just um, give you an introduction to who I am uh, in addition to the email. My name is Aaron Dunlop. I spent almost 20 years in Canada, North America, and then a couple of years in Kenya as a missionary. And two years ago, just before lockdown, we returned to the UK where I intended to set up a ministry that would edit and um, prepare resources to rural pastors in East Africa. Uh, extremely needy. One pastor, uh, one local pastor there called it crucial, uh, the need for resources. And so I set up what's called the Krupp Project. Ludwig Krupp was the first Protestant missionary to East Africa in 1844. I visited his wife's grave there and uh, we set up the Krupp Project. We have literature. I have a mail out person in, in the US and in Canada. If you want some literature, I can get it mailed out to you. You can um, email me there with the with the email on the website. The, the greater part of the work at the minute is preparing this little magazine, 20 page magazine colored cover, uh, which is expository, which helps the pastors not only uh, expound a particular passage of scripture, but different angles and different perspectives of the passage. Um, so this goes out quarterly. We send out uh, 1,500 to, to pastors across Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, and some up into southern Sudan. So I've asked you to pray for that work, particularly the magazine, just getting it established, uh, and we need support and um, resources for that magazine. Today, I want to come briefly to First Book of Kings and the chapter 17. First Book of Kings, chapter 17, as we come to the, the subject of prayer, um, I've been learning a lot in my own personal devotional life and ministry life the past few years on prayer. And I think one of the greatest difficulties in prayer is the interface between reverence and relationship. In the world, in a, in a secular environment, reverence and relationship are separated. You take, for example, the queen or president or a celebrity, and you go to meet the queen, for instance, and there's a series of protocols that you have to go through just to see her and even in speaking to her. And so there's a there's a dichotomy between reverence for her, respect for her, and relationship to with her. But when you come into the spiritual realm, into the realm of the gospel, that's all turned on its head. It's another area of life that the gospel turns on its head, thankfully. Uh, and... Um, on the one hand, when we come to the gospel, then it's, it's, it's a transition then in our minds. How can we reverence God and form this prayerful relationship with him? And that, that interface is often quite problematic in reverencing God and developing a prayerful, vibrant relationship with him. On the one hand, uh, we become timid, we hold back, we're restricted, we feel polished, we, we want to be polished perhaps in our words and polite and we lose boldness. On the other hand, we want to be familiar and sometimes people go to the other side, they become flippant and chatting to God is like chatting to a buddy or hanging out with God, just chewing the fat and we want to avoid that. And so in this interface between reverence and, and um, relationship, 
I think it's it's good to to go to the prayers of Scripture, not so much the prayers and their words, but how men and women approached God in Scripture in prayer. And in the past couple of years, this has really been highlighted for me. If you turn to First uh, Kings chapter seventeen, I just want to read a couple of verses, but let me give you the context. Elijah has been called here to a widow in Zarephath. Uh, Israel has been chastised by God. There's a drought. This widow and her son are dying. They're in the jaws of death. And Elijah's called to 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 save, to restore her uh, with this with the cake and and maintain the family. And then <laughs> when he does that. God throws a, a curveball in <clears throat> and he slays her son. She comes and says, is God mocking me? Is it, what's, what's happening here? You just saved us from the jaws of death in, in, in drought. And now my son is dead. <clears throat> Excuse me. And verse 20 of 1 Kings chapter 17. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord, my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? Have you brought evil or calamity upon this widow by slaying her son? And Elijah comes to the Lord with a boldness and a freshness. And I see this throughout the, the prayers in the, in the scripture. And then in verse 21, he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord, O Lord my God, give this child's life or soul uh, may come to him again. There's reverence, there's relationship. Reverence, I think, comes first. I don't want to get philosophical, but reverence comes first. We're brought to see God, we see who he is, what he is, as a sovereign God over all the universe in, in, in a cosmic level, but also in the details of our own lives. And then we're brought to relationship with him by the power of the Holy Spirit through his word. And so as as it's, it's like a double-edged uh, thing, we grow in our estimation of God and we grow deeper in relationship with him. As we grow in our estimation of him, we deepen our relationship with him. So the two in the gospel, the two are brought really close together. Remember I said in the secular world they are divided we need all these protocols to meet with presidents and kings and celebrities. But with the Lord, this reverence and relationship bring us closer into an intimacy with God that is closer than any relationship, even on earth. It's fascinating. And, and, and we see that this relationship is, is not, it's not theory, it's based upon the word. You go back to chapter 17 of 1 Corinthians. Kings, rather, the word of the Lord came to him. So this is all based on Elijah's understanding of who God is and what God is. And and I uh, there's two things I want to draw your attention to with with regard to this relationship with God. First of all, God wants our relationship to be authentic. I think we need to keep that in mind when we come to prayer. God wants our relationship to be authentic. I'm not saying. I don't want to, to prejudge people and say their, their prayers are not authentic. But let me explain what I mean. Uh, 
sometimes we come with with we want to we focus on eloquence and we focus on on uh, maybe this is more so in public prayer but we focus on fluency we focus on well word well a well worded prayer and sometimes some people focus on long prayers i was glad to see the email it limits prayers to four minutes that's a good thing uh but but the lord is 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 seeking authenticity and and this is what we see with with elijah here this as far as i'm aware and i haven't done the research to check it out but i think i'm right this is the first time in biblical record where there's a prayer for the restoration of life and my point here is that elijah is not bound by precedent he's not bound by a, a preconceived method of prayer he comes here in a moment of honest desperation and that's the point he comes in a moment of honest desperation and he cries out to God. There are circumstances uh, in the will of God. There, there are broader circumstances at play. But in this moment, Elijah is coming in this earnest uh, desperation of God. And I don't know where you are as an individual. Those of you who have who've tuned in today, I don't know where your life is, what difficulty you're going through or you have gone through. But uh, I'm sure some of you will know that when life knocks you back and you fall through the ice, as it were, and you discover the ugly underbelly of life in this world, and there's nothing, the, the ability to pray eloquently and, and with words has been lost, and you, you come and the cliched words are all gone, and the cliched phrases are all gone, and we discover in the Bible that the, some of the most powerful prayers in the world were short, one word, two word, three word prayers. You think of Peter, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Why? The prayer of why. It's not wrong to pray why. We're going to see that in, in just a moment. Why? Or the psalmist, how long, O Lord? There's an authenticity in, in, a, in a desperation before God and we're, we're reduced to one two or three word prayers just crying out to God to help and when we've lost all help ourselves the bottom has fallen out of our world and all we have all we've realized we've had we have is God there's no pretense there's no fluff there's no polish there's no politeness it's just you and God second thing i would draw your attention to with regard to elijah's prayer here is not just that there's an authenticity with it but there's an audacity with it and i think the lord wants us to pray with audacity hebrews 4 uh, 16 uh, the authorized version says come with confidence or boldness rather come with boldness um the word could could be confidence uh, audacity sometimes has a negative connotation but i don't want to have that negative con connotation we're to come with boldness we're to come with with confidence and make our requests known unto god and as i read through the scriptures beloved uh, and as i this past few years particularly it, it hits me it hits me uh continually the audacity that men and women had in coming to God in prayer. Even the email that Stephen sends out with Servant Audio there, 
um, Isaiah one eighteen or Isaiah sixty two seven, give him no rest. Right? <laughs> Don't let God rest. Don't be intimidated by repetition. What does Isaiah say in chapter one? Come now, let us reason together. Let us argue it out. God is not afraid of our arguments. God is not afraid of our complaints. And we're, we're to be like Isaiah to come with to God with our arguments. We're to build our arguments if we if we want something in the will of God and it's His will, and we know the biblical principles upon which He builds His church, such as revival, such as personal revival and national revival and and church revival and local congregation revival. We we, we come with a boldness then, knowing that this is God's will. Let's argue it out with God. Let's reason through. Let's God give God reasons why He should bring this to pass. And if, it, if it's in your personal life, you come as as Elijah does here on biblical principles that that He has saved this widow and her son's life previously from the jaws of death. Now Elijah is praying that He saves it from death itself. God is not limited, and so we're to come with audacity. God is not afraid of our, our complaints. He's not afraid of our reasoning. Come now, the Lord says, let us reason together. Don't be intimidated by repetition. Don't be afraid to wrestle with God. Look at, look at Jacob. Back in Genesis, he wrestled with God. I will not let you go until you bless me. And so often we're intimidated. We, we're fearful uh, for whatever reason, but we're fearful. To, to wrestle with God. We're fearful to argue with God. We're fearful to bring our complaints to God. Let's build our, let's build our case. Based on the scripture. I'm not, I'm not saying we're to come with an arrogance and, and, a, and an unbiblical arrogance to God. But we're to, based on the scripture. Don't be afraid to bring our complaints. Just in a few chapters on. Elijah's going to bring his complaint. Lord, I'm the only prophet. <laughs> There's nobody else left. Right? And the Lord answers him. You bring your complaint to God, bring your argument, bring your reasoning, and God has his answer in the word of God. He's not afraid of you. He will reason. He will give you his answer. Beloved, we, 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 we are afraid perhaps to offend God, and rightly so, but let me say this in closing. Reverence for God should not restrict our prayer. Reverence for God should animate our prayers. If we know who he is, if we know what he is to us, we lean on his love. We call out for his ear. We appeal to his heart. And we reach out, we stretch out for his hand to help in time of need. May the Lord bless our prayers as individuals and our time of prayer uh, this afternoon in his will.